construction. Refers, refers to a building, building structure, or project that is unfinished, but actively being worked on. Contrary to how it may look right now, in spite of what it may appear like to you, regardless of the smile I put on, the delightful, compassionate, and loving dispositions I betray, behind all of that, I don't always have life figured out. I don't always have it together. I am a work in progress. I am under construction. Inspector Angelique and welcome back to the complex. This is the under construction podcast where I talk about the things that I'm loving, my perspective on what's occurring in the news, the latest in the media, and of course, dropping those weekly gems that I pray are inspiring and can be applied in this everyday journey we call life. The song that you were just listening to is titled Number One by John Legend. The single released as the third single from his 2005 album Get Lifted. This song features Kanye West and contains a sample of the song Let's Do It Again by the Staple Singers. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, y'all. I'm excited. I am super excited. We are in phase six and today, y'all, we will be discussing the difference between being number one versus being the only one. Oh yes, there is definitely a difference. We also will be discussing marriage, side chicks, and much more. I am super excited because I got a guest, y'all. I got a guest. We are in phase six and I am super excited to have Kristen Seville's Tanner come and discuss the topic of discussion with us today. Um, Kristen is a Hampton Road stand-up comedian, uh, as she refers to herself as a regular mom and a twin mom. She is also the host, one of the hosts on podcasts, and then we have sex. She is alongside her husband, Gerard Tanner. Y'all are in for a treat, but before we get started, how was y'all weekend? How's y'all week going thus far? Listen, y'all, it's different. It's good for me. You know, this week just been flowing. I feel like these weeks are just going by super fast. This summer will be gone before we know it. Next month is your girl's birthday. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm just celebrating 33 Trey Trey. Um, you know, I'm just 
taking each day, you know, at a time, um, because every day is not promised. Before we get started and going into our first segment, I just want to share with you all what was dropped in my spirit. Um, for those of you who are unaware, after the Something in the Water um, festival that Pharrell had here in Virginia Beach, he um, decided that he was going to run a contest because he's looking for local gospel singers. It did say specifically Hampton Rose, but to my understanding, based off of what I've read recently, um, he's extending it to our neighboring cities, which would include like Richmond, DMV, um, Northern Virginia, things of that nature. However, anyways, that wasn't the purpose of me bringing that up. The purpose of me bringing it up is because one of my friends from church sent me a text and it just said, listen, your husband, I need your man to go ahead and submit for this. And so long story short, he did record a video for the cast because if I'm not mistaken, he's creating like a documentary utilizing different individuals from, you know, from different singing backgrounds. But to my understanding, he is primarily looking to build a gospel choir. Anyways, I was in the bathroom because I was getting ready for work and I had asked my husband the night before when he was done with the video, hey, let me see. I want to see, you know, when you're done because I can hear him singing and stuff downstairs. And so when he came upstairs, he just put the laptop up. He laid in the bed. I'm like, did you finish the video? He was like, yes. I said, well, I wanted to see it. And all he said was, hey, it's on the laptop. So I'm like, okay. So the next morning I proceeded to get up and once I got baby girl together, I brought the laptop into the bathroom while I was doing my makeup and fixing my hair and I just was listening, you know, to them because they don't just ask you to sing, they ask you a few questions and so you have to elaborate on it. it gives you an opportunity to also share your personality for them to see your personality. And so as I was just listening, God began to minister to me about my husband and specifically just about confidence. And he just told me that, you know, there's going to be a lot of individuals who are going to enter this contest. You already know we're not the only ones who know, but there's going to be several individuals who are going to enter this contest that are going to be, you know, way more talented than you are that are going to have all the rips and all the runs and just be, you know, mind blowing. But this is what he said. There's a difference between talent and gift. And not everybody that's going to perform is not going to have the Holy Spirit moving within them. So when he didn't tell me he was going to get picked, but he told me to, you know, encourage him about staying confident and being confident um, in himself. And what it is that, whatever it is that God will task his hand to do, you know, because we know that the Bible says that our gifts will make room for us. We don't have to make room for our gifts. And so I began to share that with him on my way to work. And he just responded like, you know, well, that made me feel even better because he kind of was discouraged. He didn't feel like he was going to finish the video in enough time to have it submitted before the deadline. And he was getting discouraged. But of course, Faith Without Works is dead, and he decided that I was going to push through this thing. This is my works, and whatever God will have for me after this opportunity, that's what God will have for me. So whether the door will open or whether the door will close, you know, that is up to him. But he did his part. And I thought that that word was just for him, but then I began to look at myself as it pertains to the podcast. And like I said, we are on phase six and I'm looking at a lot of individuals who one, have a podcast, two, just have a, a strong following. And I too begin to get discouraged because 
I'm like, okay, I don't feel like I have a lot of listeners. What can I do different? I'm on the laptop, staying in the laptop all day. But then I had to be reminded that God tasked me with this podcast. He gave me a platform to utilize my voice because everything, you know, we have fun. I talk about entertainment, but God gave me the gift of voice and he is giving me a platform in order to, you know, lift up his name as I am doing right now. Um, But also to utilize the gift that he has given me in the way that he would see fit. So this is not about our discussion, but I always ask you guys how your week is going. And it's, I wouldn't say that it's cliche, but I would just say, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty surface. It's always about what I'm doing, but I want to be transparent with you all about who I am, what my intentions are. And just, you know, I always pray that what I'm talking about, when it comes to my weekly gems for our topic of discussion that is really resonating with you and that you are blessed. And even if one or two people are blessed, I know that I am doing my job. So that is my daily encouragement. Um, I say that to my husband every time I have a word for him that I feel like God has dropped in my spirit. So for you all, I hope that that has resonated in your spirit. Um, If you are lacking confidence in an area or you're unsure if you're going in the right direction, just keep pushing, keep going. um, And in due time, you will see the manifestation of the purpose. So moving right along, you already know what time it is. It's time for the rundown. Rundown is defined as an analysis or summary or something by a knowledgeable person. That be me. I be the knowledgeable person. In layman terms, that simply means the scoop, the skinny, the tea, the 411. So this is the rundown. First up, if you love to eat ribs, Reynolds Wrap is looking for someone to travel across the U.S. in search of its tastiest ribs. The savory barbecue wasn't enough. They'll also be paying $5,000 a week. If you don't mind being paid to taste some of the most delicious barbecue ribs across the country, posting pictures of your food and falling asleep every night, dreaming about your next record ribs, then you could have what it takes to be the next Reynolds wrap. Chief Grilling Officer states the company in the news release. So basically, the person that will be chosen will essentially be traveling across the country for two weeks. To my understanding, it's going to start in August. They're going to be looking for the best barbecue in America. The CGO, or the Chief Grilling Officer, will be in charge of posting photos, grilling techniques, and other multimedia on the company's website and social media channels. The position also includes prepaid travel and lodging for you and a guest. The hardest part will be picking who goes with you. They said those who are interested in applying need to submit a photo of themselves grilling along with 100 words about why they would be the best fit for the position. Listen, when I read this, I'm like, really? They're paying people to just travel the United States looking for the best barbecue. Question is, anyone from the Rental Wraps Corporation going to be alongside, like, who's really able everybody has different taste buds how do we know that this really is the best barbecue or is it going to be like the cooking shows that we watch when they travel and they taste different foods and they highlight different restaurants like i need more details i need more feedback but for those of you all who are listening if you're interested in eating ribs all day and getting fat because guess what your girl needs to get in the gym so we're not eating ribs i mean that's 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 not for me that's not my calling right now um, but if you're looking for um, an opportunity that all only pertains to you eating, 
uh, hit up the Reynolds Rep website. Next up, we're talking Jordan Woods. Now, before I get into this cover, keep in mind that Jordan Woods had already been thrown under the bus um, with the whole Chloe and her boyfriend situation. But anyway, I feel like I want to highlight this segment because she's getting a nice little glow up. Um, the tea between Jordan Woods and the Kardashian clan has been brewing for about four months now, and it's finally about to be spilled. Despite seeing subtle reactions from Chloe and the rest of the Kardashians on social media, the world will finally see what went down in the next episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So, E tonight caught up with Jordan, who spilled her side of the tea on Red Table Talk a few months back. Now, KUWTK will spill the tea from the Kardashians' table, which Jordan says is only fair. Everyone has their truth and their story, so you just go with it, she said. Everyone has the right to speak their truth. Jordan has insisted that although she and Tristan were at the same party on the night in question, she had no intentions on being physically or romantically involved with him. He did, however, kiss her at the end of the night. Despite being trolled by the world for what everyone thought happened between her and Tristan, Jordan says she's in a much better place in her life and hopes everybody can move on. Life moves on. Money doesn't stop, she told E.T. The world doesn't stop and hopefully everybody is just moving forward. And since Jordan's fallout with her BFF Kylie and the rest of the Kardashians, we have only seen her glow up. Sis has continued to step on next and bring in that bag from acting gigs to designing her own athletic wear line, Jordan has definitely showed the world she was more than just Kylie's best friend. Listen, I already told you before, even though I say, you know, we talking about the tea, I don't really spill too much tea, but when it comes to social media, there's just so much that is highlighted. There's so much, you're, everybody's just so exposed when you're on social media, especially celebrities or those that are in the limelight. And I just wanted to highlight, even though it's considered to be tea or the scoop or the skinny, I wanted to highlight it because, I mean, she's absolutely right. Everybody's obligated to speak their truth. You know, someone who's like, people who are like the Kardashians, you know, people are already trying to keep up with them. I personally don't watch the show. Um, any information that I do see... I've come across it on the shade room on Instagram or any if there's anybody who's just talking to me about it randomly but I did come across the story I am very well aware of um, just a lot of embarrassment and shame that Jordan was was exposed to with um, with Tristan and I'm happy I'm personally just happy that she's able to evolve she's doing better and she's not allowing it to tear her down or take it take it over essentially like she said we have to move on so ultimately what y'all need to do is drink your water and mind your business mind the business that is yours and that's all I have to say about that next up on the rundown Mary Poppins heads to Shondaland Julie Andrews cast in Netflix Bridgerton series. Netflix has added a spoonful of sugar to its new series. The streaming giant announced Wednesday Hollywood legend and Mary Poppins actress Julie Andrews will join its Shonda Rhimes produced episodic adaption of Julie Quinn's Bridgerton novels in a key role. The 83-year-old Oscar winner is set to voice the character of Lady Whistledown described as an anonymous, mysterious, sharp-tongued gossip writer 
who uses a curious mix of social commentary and scathing insult to cause a societal ruckus in wealthy circles across London per a Netflix press release. Currently untitled, the Briggerton series will unfold across eight one-hour episodes set in the sexy, lavish, and competitive world of Regency London High Society. The synopsis continues as it follows the Bridgerton family and its eight close-knit siblings as they search for romance, adventure, and love. After 15 years producing shows for ABC, Rhymes, The Mind Behind Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, and Scandal, signed a major multi-year production deal with Netflix in 2017. In addition to the Bridgerton series, Rhymes is currently working on adapting the true story of infamous Manhattan socialite and con woman Anna Delvey, among several other projects. Listen, y'all, Shonda Rhimes is definitely securing the bag, okay? I personally never really watched Grey's Anatomy, but I was definitely impressed with her resume with her curriculum vitae i mean for those of you who know what that is come on that cv let's push through she is definitely pushing and wearing all types of black girl magic right now um for those of you who are who were mary poppin lovers i've watched mary poppins i'm familiar with the songs um it's not my favorite movie but just to know you know to see the integration of her mind, you know, where it's not just limited to, because I know on, on top of Scandal, she also does How to Get Away with Murder as well. So it opens up an opportunity for her to be well-versed when it comes to her writing and for her to be producing um, content for, for her viewers. And I, I feel like this, it seems exciting. I definitely, when they do air it on Netflix, Netflix is coming up. They've putting all the shows on Netflix, but um if you guys have more information about it, y'all already know what it is. Y'all can DM me. You can email me. You can comment underneath this, um, uh, underneath phase six and give me some information. Give me some insight. Tell me what you know. Alrighty. So I would say that that pretty much concludes the rundown, y'all. So it's time for our Harlem Renaissance segment. For those who are new, listening and tuning in, we're in phase six. Um, and the Harlem Renaissance helped us to redefine how Americans and the world understood African-American culture. The Harlem Renaissance was a period of intense cultural growth. Within the movement, heavy debate existed as to the purpose of the art that was being created. During this segment, I will take the time to highlight some movers and shakers that are making differences in our community, excelling and making moves throughout music, philanthropy, and the arts now in the 21st century. Listen, y'all, I'm so excited about phase six and the topic of discussion. I only really have one highlight, but I think that it's just well fitting and well becoming because we are in the Juneteenth celebration where we are acknowledging reparations for African Americans. So, yes. Basically, um, our highlight for today for this segment goes to, to Nihisi Coates and Danny Glover. They reportedly testified at a hearing in the favor of reparations for slavery. As we celebrate Juneteenth, we are reminded of the hurt and pain our ancestors endured as enslaved people. However, celebs are speaking out on behalf of the culture. According to the U.S. Today, a House subcommittee is holding a hearing on Juneteenth to discuss preparations 
to discuss reparations for slavery, the idea of restoring what was taken from the African-American community during the era of the slave trade. But this is the first time legislation could be taken seriously. The House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties is reportedly set to discuss legislation that would create a commission to study the history of slavery and the lasting effects it had on African Americans. To Nahisi Coates, author of The Case for Reparations and The Color Purple star Danny Glover are set to testify before the panel in favor of restoring justice to the African American community. The purpose of the hearing is to examine, through open and constructive discourse, the legacy of the transatlantic slave trade, its continuing impact on the community and the path to restorative justice, the House Committee said in a press release. The bill in question called House Resolution 40 calls for the creation of a commission to do just that. It was first introduced in 1989 and reintroduced every year until 2017. Texas Democratic Representative Sheila Jackson Lee introduced it once again earlier this year. The impact of slavery and its vestige continues to affect African Americans and indeed all Americans and communities throughout the nation, she said. The call for reparations represents a commitment to entering constructive dialogue on the role of slavery and racism in shaping present-day conditions in our community and American society. Now, y'all, it may seem like a far-fetched concept considering it's been 154 years since African Americans have been free from enslavement, but Democratic representatives are working to get the bill put into action. While these celebs fight for the culture on Capitol Hill, people across the United States are celebrating Juneteenth, the commemoration of the abolition of slavery. Y'all, this is commendable. This is big. Um, everyone that's on my Instagram has been all about Juneteenth. I just so happen to be at work, so I can't really post too much things, but I think that this is commendable. This resonates with the Harlem Renaissance movement because we want to not only obtain what we believe is ours for us as a culture to get um, recognition, for us to be, you know, noticed, for us to be understood. We're also educating. For them to have individuals create a group and for them to actually spend time learning about our history and and what actually took place. There are people not just of the African American culture, but other cultures and other ethnicities and other um, races. Well, I won't say race races because we there's only one race to me. There's the human race. But what I will say is the fact that they're taking time to actually notice the notice what it is that we're doing, and for us as a culture to continue to push and to celebrate, and for us to be knowledgeable of our history, to know that it wasn't the Fourth of July in which we were, you know, we that we are free, or the date in which they like to say that we were free. We are acknowledging based off of history, based off of what we have studied, based off of research, that Juneteenth is is when we were actually free, which is two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. So I hope everybody's celebrating. I hope everybody is educated. And that's all I have for the Harlem Renaissance segment. Again, you all, if you have information that you would like to give to me as it pertains to the Harlem Renaissance, if you know a mover or a shaker in your community, if you have someone or something that you would like to highlight to bring light to on this segment, please send me a DM, send me an email, comment underneath, you know, 
this phase let me know so that we can get as many people exposed for what they're doing in the culture it doesn't matter if they're black white green yellow or purple whatever they're doing to make a community better to make society better to educate and to make um our culture more knowledgeable please let me know now i think it's time for our topic of discussion and you already know what time it is our quote of the day our quote of the day is going to segue us right into our topic of discussion. One of the cruelest things you can do to another person is pretend you care about them more than you really do. Quote by Douglas Copeland, which is a Canadian novelist and artist. All right, so we will be talking about what to do if you're always an option and never a priority. Hence our title of discussion today. Sis, are you number one or the only one? Today's podcast is special, y'all, because your girl got a guest. I'm honored to be sitting with the beautiful, the hilarious, comedian, wife, and twin mom, Miss Kristen Tanner Civil. What's going on, girl? <laughs> hey, you said beautiful. That makes you feel good because I, I, I look like a mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mom you looking like? You know, we come in different shapes and different sizes. <laughs> Um, one that doesn't have a home. I look very homeless <laughs> right now, but it is okay. <laughs> it oh is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, you got your man, and that's all that matters right now, okay? It's about after yeah. 9 o'clock, so we're good. We're good. I got a robe on myself right now. So we're going to work with it. They're going to get what we're giving them, and we're going to move on. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about the difference between being number one versus the only one, and is there really a difference? So before you answer the question, I took a poll. I had about eight people or eight couples. Four were married, one was dating, and three were single. And all okay. of them across the board said that there is definitely a difference between number one Versus being the only one. Of course. Okay, so give me your take on it. Let me see. Okay, so I've 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 dated a lot, whatever. So when I got with my husband, who you know, um, he was very much um a hoe. So um, <laughs> I think my perspective comes more from him because I've never been that person. I've always been a monogamous person. But he has told me on plenty of times that he always, like, he would ha he would be dating someone, but then he would always have people on the side, but he would have his main person on the side and other people that were on the side. And I didn't understand that because I don't, I don't remember names, but I can't keep track of people like that. But he always, he had priority with, like, Sidejects, but also a girlfriend. And I feel like if you're the top sidejack, you should still not feel like you have seniority over anybody. Like you have no authority there. Because at the end of the day, he's not taking pictures with you. He's not going nowhere with you. You're not meeting his family or something like that. So exactly. that's that's yeah, that's my perspective from him. Because I've just never been like I'm either I'm either the only one or I'm no one myself. I can definitely agree. Now, based off of my personal experience with dating before I got married, sometimes yeah. we can 
unintentionally be just an, an option mm-hmm. or be number one or be a go-to. And that's why I feel like it's really important and it's imperative that when we're dating, we have everything up front. So yeah, me and Brandon will have a conversation and I'm like, hey, when y'all date or if somebody's dating, you have the right to ask the very first question and that is, what are your intentions? Are you looking yeah. for a girlfriend? And if he says no, please proceed with caution. Don't feel like you can change somebody's mind. Right. That's that's the top thing. Right. That's really like an issue because we think like, oh, he think that now. But after, you know, he get to know me, we spend the time with Mm -hmm. each other. He going to change his mind. Sis, no. Not at all. And I know a couple people like that. Yes, and sometimes yeah. we unintentionally get ourselves uh, involved. Now that I was in my early twenties when that happened, there's some chicks <laughs> our age out there with yeah. this testimony right now. So, oh yeah. So you know, I feel like um, I said all that to say when you're saying you're being number one, there's numbers that follow that. So you're one, two, three, four, five. Yes. But when you're the only one, it's singular. There's no competition. There's nobody that's involved. It's just mm-hmm. you. You are my main priority. I don't have any time to be juggling no other chick. Yeah, I think that when you younger though, like you just it's, it's so many man, so many girls out here just desperate to be with somebody because they see everybody with some. They just feel like that's it. That's what their life is about. They get somebody and then they can grow from that. But you gotta grow by yourself first. And if you can't recognize that you being an option, it should not be a like a, an option for you at all. Like if you don't see that, why like why do you feel like you need that? to be anything, to be anybody. Like, why do you have to be a choice? Why aren't you good enough to be everything all in one person? Like, why do you, Why does he need pieces? Why does he need a piece of everybody else to complete right. one person? Like, you should be enough. Exactly. So. Like, and I think that even when we talk about social media is like, it is heightened and highlight side pieces, mm. side joints. I even heard, no, I didn't hear it. I saw a post on Instagram a couple of months ago when it was like the side chicks are taking over. Would you, mm. agree, would you agree with that? I think, uh, not for me, but yes, I do <laughs> think so. Because I feel like at any point, first of all, they shouldn't be there. But if you feel bold enough to address like the wife or the girl, like the like I've seen a lot where they address, like they get jealous because of time being spent with the family or whatever else like you don't realize you're not even supposed to be there like you gotta take whatever time they get but that's you also putting yourself in that position like you don't have to even have this issue i think they are taking over and they they get paid for it too because of the pictures on instagram i don't see no wives out here doing those so i don't know because we always have conversation and i'm like okay so why do men cheat? 
why, like, where, what are they thinking? And he's like, yo, I don't know, because that's not your boy. That's not me. He's never really been, I mean, since I've known him, even in college, like, for those of y'all who don't know, our husbands are best friends. So... Mm -hmm. They're completely different. Two different people. And Gerard will say the same thing that I'm about to say about Brandon. I've never heard anything bad about him. Even when we were in college, like when I first saw him, he was in a relationship. We, when we dealt with each other, he wasn't in a relationship. When he went back to that relationship, which was a mistake, of course, you can see I'm the wife now. Exactly. But anyway, we're gonna move right along. <laughs> um, he never, when he was in that relationship, he never like, even though we knew each other and we had history, when he was in that relationship, he was in that relationship. So he never was like, yeah, oh no, nah, you can come over, or we're not like that. So he always was a man of integrity. And so he mm-hmm. cared about his reputation. So he always says, well, my name is too good in these streets. So, nah, I'm not exactly. doing that. Yeah. And he says, uh, he also says, man, I'm not a man who can remember a lot. So you talking double birthdays, past <laughs> dates. No, it's me. <laughs> he's that like, is nah. literally what I said. <laughs> he's like, nah, I can't even juggle that. That's too much. He like, you're too much. So, I can't do nobody else. So, even though we laugh and joke, he's serious. Like, it costs yeah. too much time, too much work, and eventually, you're going to forget. Like, you're going to slip up. You're going to call somebody the other shorty's name. I mean, it's inevitable. Exactly. And then, on the other hand, my husband was a Um <laughs> So... <laughs> His memory is extremely well. I know that for a fact here because he remembers stuff that I forget. So I know how he knows how to how he knew how to juggle all that. Mm-hmm. But I was the same way. I was like, I don't want that kind of stuff. If I don't have to have it, I don't want it. And if I feel like I'm about to cheat on somebody, I just leave them. Like I don't have to deal with all of that. Right. And by that time, I think I felt like I I think I knew what I was worth. I also have all brothers. So like growing up with all brothers, you being a girl, like I knew what to take and what not to take from a man. And I think that's what made it interesting to him because getting me was harder than getting everybody else he was getting. Exactly. So, I would, yeah. I would, I always say he met his match with you. He definitely <laughs> met his match with you. You give him something different. Everybody, I mean, I don't know what it is. I guess, you know, he's my friend and it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, y'all, yeah. y'all fighting over this dude? I mean, I would say the same thing about my husband because we know them personally. So it's just kind of like, yo, I I wonder what his G like. Like, he be pulling up. Yeah. Like, yo, what's his G like? Like, you don't want to fight that hard. I promise you. (laughs) You do what I do. Don't fight. Don't. (laughs) That is absolutely hilarious. So. Yeah. But I. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, I, I. completely like don't make it easy like so many people make it so easy make it hard like you're worth somebody trying for you they you shouldn't just fall in nobody's lap it should be a process right and that's what it was do you really think that and we had this time me and my husband had this conversation this morning 
Do you really think that there are legit women who really are okay with being side pieces or being Absolutely. second? Do you really think that they are okay with that? Absolutely. So you think, Absolutely. So you honestly believe that they just, I don't need no strings attached. I'm going to move how I want to move. Just come through when I want, need you to come through. Yeah, it's women that purposely, like, look for married men. Like, they seek out married men just so they don't have to have the responsibility. They can just come and go as they please. They still get whatever the benefits are without the stress. Living by yourself, you just deal with him when you want to deal with him. And I know that he, Gerard uh, said that he's had women approach him about the inside thing. And I'm like, okay. First of all, who is it? Um, second of all, right, who is she? <laughs> who is it? Um, <laughs> but, like, what? Why? And I ain't going to be funny. Why do you want to take on a man with a whole family? Like, he got kids. Like, you, you want to deal with that? You want to deal with the kids? Right. Do you want me to kill you? Like, you know I might. Like, you might get killed. Right. <laughs> he might. He might die. Yeah. He might be resurrected. He's definitely dying. Yeah, like, why? Why? Why do you want that stuff in your life? Right. I mean, I feel I'm more of like a really analytical person, so I always feel yeah. like there's a deep-rooted issue underlying why somebody would choose to move in that manner. I ultimately feel like it's a lack of confidence for you to just come in and just pretty much be yeah. a home wrecker, destroy a home. Now, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this now. A dude going lie, a chick going lie. It doesn't matter. It can go both ways. You know, if a, a, a wife is stepping out on her husband and vice versa. So they can lie. They can lie about their situation. The number yeah. one lie is we going through a divorce. Since yeah. I need the papers. That's number one. I need to see the papers. Don't tell me you're going through. Like, how long have you been separated? Do you still live with her? Where? I need that to be finalized. Exactly. But then it's like there's a difference between being hoodwinked versus knowing that this man or woman is married and deciding to still engage in a relationship with them. That's when I have a problem. I'm definitely going to address my husband but I'm going to address you too because you know me and you know of me and you know of my situation and you decided to interject yourself into my situation. So now we yeah. all three have a problem. I have a <laughs> <laughs> So I um I tried to talk to this guy this guy wanted to talk to me or whatever and I and I said and I still I, I went out um I think I was out of town for a gig, matter of fact, and I come at the gig. So I like hung out with him all weekend or whatever. And somebody at the club was like, Yo, you know that he's married I was like, No he's not, he don't have no ring on him. He, he said he won't marry he's like, Yes he is so I'm a detective. Um, right. I went home and I I googled his his full his name because I have his name, and then I looked up his phone number where you could find the address. Then I found the address in the list of people that live there. Oh my! And I saw one was a woman, and I found her on Facebook, and her Facebook profile picture was a picture of him and her at their wedding. And I said, Wait a minute. This is why I need to see papers because if you don't show up to me, I'm gonna find them. Like, don't lie. It's not worth it. Right. It's not worth it. Right. Because that's just too much lying. Like, you got, you have to 
continue to lie. So you tell a lie, but then you have to keep telling lies in order to cover up the initial lie. It's too much. It's way too much. And it's to the point you got to write your lies down because you got to know what you said beforehand so you can keep it up. Okay. And I don't have time. No, I, I don't. don't. I don't. I don't care at first. I don't want pen and paper. I don't. I don't want that. It's too much. Like, it's yeah. I never had the desire. So <laughs> no, I just never had a, a desire at all to do that. Exactly. So exactly. I read this article, um, it was on the Medical Daily, excuse me, the Medical Daily. It was called The Psychology Behind Being the Side Piece in an Affair. And so the article states that in some cases, we don't want to be a full-time partner. We want the excitement without the baggage. Side chicks want to make the most of their time with the man without doing the laundry, cooking, cleaning, or going through the daily grind with him. Meanwhile, side men believe they're the woman's real fantasy of choice. She's coming to him for what she can't get at home. Mm. So what do you think? Mm. What is your what is your take on that? I I get it. Um whoa. Uh <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know because I, I mean, I, I understand that like it's weird because I've never been in that situation, but I know people that have, and I know it's been the fantasy of just getting away, just getting, especially females, just getting away. Um, I don't, I don't know, like I, I can't speak to it too much because I'm, I have never been that person, but. For men, I know it's definitely like men think women are nagging all the time. Anyway, and I know that it's like, oh, she she ain't gonna complain about nothing. I ain't gotta put up with nothing. I could just do this and then go back home, have to deal with that. But I can escape with her. And I mean, I, I did it, but I I don't know. I that's so crazy. And I usually have opinions on everything, but I'm like, I've never been in that situation, so I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. I chalk things like this up to that 80-20 rule. I yeah. personally haven't. Okay. I mean, I've been stepped out on, but I spend a lot yeah. of time analyzing and doing research on relationships primarily. And so when you think about the dynamic of a relationship, I tell all my single friends, my line sisters, like, They'll look at my relationship from the outside. They know that we're not perfect, but everybody's Mm -hmm. like, yo, I need to find me a Brandon. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yo, my Brandon might not be who you can handle. That's not saying that he's a bad man, but it's like it requires work to be in mm-hmm. an exclusive relationship, then you're talking about the commitment that comes with being married. So it's mm-hmm. like, how are you going to respond when he's not the person that you were dating now that you're married? And when you have all these different levels of personality, what are, what do I call them? Um, personality clashes. It's yeah. like, oh, yo, you won't act like this before we got married. And it's just something yeah. that comes with the territory. It doesn't mean that it's final. It's just once you see something different, the next dude or the next chicks that's telling you or doing something different than your partner is at home, 
is that 20% going to outweigh the 80% that you have at home? And that 80-20 rule is we're not perfect. So we're not going to 100% do everything right. So you're going to leave the 80 for the 20. I feel like because we already know when, when people, the people that are searching for relationships literally are searching for fairy tales. Like when you fall into one and it just happens, that's so organic. Like you can't plan that. But when you're out looking and you're like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Y'all are, y'all are this, this is beautiful. Like no one is thinking like, you know yourself that you have personality traits that are not going to mess with someone else. And you don't know what that person is as a person. Like you, you haven't you're really going off surface. It's looks, it's everything else, and the, the dates when you see pictures of them going out, or like when you see the pictures of the beautiful things and you don't think about other, just mental health or any, like anything else that is different from that. Like, when it just happens, that's what I think you really need to strive for more often. Like, I have so many friends, I have a couple of friends that are like, everybody's married, like, I gotta get married now, and they're just so obsessed with the thought of being married, but it's like, yo, are, are you together enough by yourself to be able to handle somebody else like is that even an option for you or are you just looking at what you think you should be doing at this age or what looks beautiful to you because everybody else is doing it like it's not a bad I think it's something that should just happen like when it, when it's time it's time don't force it at all right and you make a good like a valid point that is like you surround yourself and people whose relationship dynamic is different from exclusively dating somebody to all my friends are married and you you may be mm-hmm. single or you're just still dating. And it's just important that you're not, for a woman, it's not our job to, to find. It is our job, if you want to be found, to avail yourselves in the areas where the man could find you. Whatever your calling is, if you in church, if you going to a lounge, if you going to Funny Bone, the comedy club, wherever you're going, you have to first be who you want to. You want to be a wife, so you can't be out here twerking, posting pictures on Instagram and doing all extra stuff. I think that people need to first realize, hey, okay, or they need to understand, uh, so... Do I, am, am I really ready to be in a relationship? You know. I think what it is, um, I know people that are like that. So I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm not going to judge you for what you do. You mm-hmm. do what you want to do. But the people that do things and they attract the person that's attracted to those things, but mm-hmm. they don't want someone looking at them for those things, that's completely different. Now, if you find somebody that you are completely messed with while you're doing all these things that you feel like you want to do to attract them and everybody's okay, then that's fine. But I've met so many people that do those things that are naked on social media, that are twerking everywhere. And they meet somebody and they're like, oh, he, he, he just wants this. Like, he's only been attracted to this. I don't want that. I'm looking for something completely different. Then present yourself the way you want to be treated. Like, exactly. whatever you do, what you attract. And just know that if you're doing that, you're going to attract a dude that's attracted to that. And if you don't like it, change your situation, change your surroundings, change your whole setup. Exactly. And I think people, I would even say that people are just in love with the idea of having someone or being married because people don't really think that everything that we say I do to 
has like they will come to surface to help yeah. richer yeah. or poor all these yeah. things that you're saying i do to people really think that they're saying i do but really they're actually in their mind it's i'll try so they're already yeah. going into that situation not sure on whether or not they can really abide to the word. They're not taking their vows seriously. And so they exactly. go in. Like, I know people that's been married, like, have been dating for, like, six-plus years. They get married at, like, year eight, and then they divorce in a year. That mm-hmm. has been the craziest thing to me. I don't know how that happened at all. I just don't. People just don't take marriage seriously at all, and I think it is. It's it's a fad. Like, don't get married to get divorced. Like, I've never, I've always been like that. Like, if I'm gonna get married, I'm I don't plan on leaving. Like, if it happens, best believe that. Like, I tried my hardest for this not to happen. Like, I've done everything I need to do at this point, everything right. for this to even get to this point. But you don't don't go into like it's an option. That's not the whole point of marriage. Like, understand that when you get in here. Like, whatever you said when you was at that altar is what's probably going to happen. Like, all those things are going to happen. You have to understand you got to get over that. Exactly. Like, I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. Did you go into yeah. your relationship with your husband with the notion, like, or with a purpose? Like, was your intentions to be married or did that just uh, kind of happen? No. No. I I didn't like him at first. I <laughs> I mean I worked we we got together because we were working together. Okay. And then um, we had an issue, and I didn't talk to him for like a year and some change. And then I came up on him at an event. I was like, oh my god, this dude here, like why am I here? And I tried to leave, and we ended up talking to each other that, that day, and did not stop any day after that. And I had no idea it was something that was going to happen. But that's again me not looking at all like I did not go into that at all and it just organically happened where I was like oh my god like this is literally like what's been missing from my body like this is my soulmate like it's I hate saying it it's so cliche to say it but it's like I hated him (laughs) (laughs) and then it got to the point where I was like how in the world am I living without this dude like this is ridiculous like I have to see him all the time I have to talk to him all the time and even getting to know him his quirks and mine balanced out so well I was like okay this is this is the missing piece for me and my daughter so that's I mean that's really what we when you go into something like like I said my husband I knew him Mm -hmm. in college it was something mm-hmm. about him. Of course, I didn't get the revelation of the something until we were together. Um, mm-hmm. That he had always been my husband. But what my mindset mm-hmm. and what I was going through and what I was doing, we weren't ready. We weren't mature enough for each other. And had we fully yeah. committed or tried to commit at that time where we met, we wouldn't be where we are today. But... <clears throat> I I wasn't yeah. that girl that was like, yo, I got to be married at this time. I want to have kids. Exactly. Before. None of that was, I mean, when I had my first son, it was like, dang, yo, how'd this happen? Cause I, I never pictured my wedding. I never, I never even thought about a wedding. And me neither. Ever.
me neither. And then to have known my husband three years before we even dated, and then to be in a relationship with him, it was like, I just kind of got this rush of, yo, he's the one. Because yeah. I never, like, like you said, like, how am I ever, how was I ever existing without this person? Yeah. Especially if you already knew them. Me and him ain't never have a, uh, oh, I, I hated him. But it was just so yeah. weird. <laughs> because yeah. I've known you for so long. I mean, I, uh, every once in a while, I'll say to him, like, yo, can you believe we're married? Like, we're yeah. together. Sometimes I just look at him and I'm like, yo, we have the whole family and I, like who would have ever thought that I was mm-hmm. gonna have three kids and be married and this is really my life and I don't complain yeah. about it like this is just yeah. it and yeah. that's why it's just so weird to me that women have the mindset that it's okay to be an option or it's okay to interject themselves in a situation that already exists, regardless if the dude is telling you or the woman's telling you he's not doing this, we're going through a divorce, we're doing this, we're doing that, that does not give you the right to, again, help break up the yeah. marriage or break up that relationship. Like, how dare right. you? And then you think, look, and then you think, that I'm different, girl yeah. or dude. You're gonna get them the same. You're gonna lose them the same way that you got. Them. Oh my god! I believe yes. that. I believe that. Yeah. Like, how can that relation fully, that relationship fully prosper based off of the foundation that it was built on? That's what I don't understand. Like, how do you go in thinking, oh my god, if he did this to her, he ain't gonna do it to me because you know he left her for me so something about me is worth being with and it's like so not, like like he a whole married man like he went and bought a whole ring for somebody you really feel like he's not he's just gonna be like nah it's, 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 this is cool like I'm, I'm gonna stick with this like no he's he's looking for something like right. he put himself in that situation himself so it's right. not like he was forced to be there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and okay. the crazy thing is, a few years ago, I mean, side chicks have, have always existed. Because of social media, it's more heightened. We are more exposed to what's taking place. But nowadays, yeah. the dudes, back in the day, they used to not leave the wife. Dudes used to leave yeah. their wives for side Yeah. For real. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out who does that? Like, I know that that's cliche, but it's like, who does that? Like, I think that dudes are opportunists. I feel like, well, not all of them. Let me correct for my listeners. Men, no, that's okay. Look, Brandon be like, wait a minute. Right, he's going to be like, hold on. Am I that dude? No, you're not that dude. You're still breathing. <laughs> but no, oh men who engage in that type of activity and get themselves involved in situations like that, I feel like sometimes men can get themselves so deep in that they have reached a point of no return. So it's just kind of like, I got to go with the motion because now I got to look for an opportunity. I need somewhere to live. 
and the mm-hmm. like all these different things. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. I mean, because a lot of the women like, these days in a marriage, the dynamic is different. Like you said, people aren't taking their marriage seriously at all. Yeah. So he probably knows Shorty ain't taking me back. So I gotta you know do whatever I gotta do to keep a roof over my head. Like period. And like do y'all not. Divorce is expensive. Like, I don't understand right. why. Right. What are you doing? Listen, are and doing? Don't, have, don't have any property together. If y'all two broke people, that's it's not cool to get a divorce, but it's like, okay, it's going to be smoother. But, dog, uh, <laughs> if y'all got houses and cars, just know she's taking everything. Like, you crazy. Like, I know. Mm-mm. I'm all right. That's what my dad I'm said. Right. My dad used to be like, it cost me $3.50 to marry your mom. It cost me 350000 to divorce her. And I mean, that's an exaggeration, but it divorces get ugly. They can get really exactly. ugly. So like Why? Why do you want to put yourself through that for somebody that is good when you need her to be good? Like, this is somebody that an entire existence around like what do you do with what do you do with and ain't no telling how crazy this other chick is because if she got with you in these circumstances something wrong with it and that's another thing chicks be crazy dudes can be crazy too and it's like so now you have opened up like a whole different can of worms at this point because like I said, I feel like everything has a root. And if a woman or a man believes that you're going to leave your wife or you're going to leave your husband for them, and it's just like you get this epiphany, you're like, yo, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. You may have came clean to your significant other and y'all may be moving forward to get better, but that side joint ain't Mm -hmm. having it. And so you Mm -hmm. have invited some other mess where people can really get hurt because that's why you got to tread lightly dealing with people because those are people's emotions. That's why I don't believe that. I mean, there are some chicks out here that's just like, yo, I just want them and I get what I want and I can walk away. But I feel like they just fight every day to not catch feelings. Exactly. That's and just her, me. Uh, not even there. feelings, diseases. <laughs> yeah, Yo, diseases listen, out here too. What's listen, up? you're talking about diseases. That's like an <laughs> ultimate indication that nobody's wearing protection. I mean, <sighs> listen, <sighs> it gets real. I got cheated on when I was pregnant with my daughter. And I didn't find out until after I was pregnant with my daughter. And the only thing I could think was, you think that little of me that you feel it's okay to put that in me with your child in there already? Like you, you have no respect for me. To, like you just don't care. You don't know what you're doing. You haven't taken no tests, drinks, or nothing. But you're coming to me with your child in my stomach, just feeling like it's okay. Listen. <laughs> Back then, like, those, are my, those are my DC days. Who would have known had I, you know, if I experienced, and I have friends that have experienced that, and I think, and I tell my husband all the time, 
had I not seen one of my closest friends go through what she went through with her kid's uh-huh. father, man, I probably uh-huh. would be doing the same thing. I would not be married to my husband. Uh-huh. It would have taken me, and it, and it took her a long time to just kind of mentally break free from that. And then yeah. the dude had the audacity to say, well, you didn't have to move on. He mad because she got married. Excuse me? He said, he told her, he had the audacity to tell her, you should have waited for me. Wow. <laughs> to get my life together so I can understand what I'm missing. <laughs> right. So you, wow. Okay, dude. So you didn't just have me, but... You didn't just have one baby on you. You have several exactly. babies. But yet, yeah, I was still supposed to wait for you to get your life uh-huh. together. That's still not together, together at this you know point. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Oh, God. It's a lot, believe me. I, I've I've had issues because of things like that in um, relationships after that. And it's taken me a while. And to be completely honest, it's... It, it's taken me a while up to probably maybe a few months ago. Like it's just always been something that's been a it's been a hold on me where it's like, yo, I feel like I'm doing good, but something tells me something's happening because of the way that everything else has happened to me. But it is one of those things where you have to let go eventually and understand that everything everything ain't a burden. Like it's not always something lurk it's not sometimes there is a blessing and if I've been through all of this stuff to the point that someone has chosen to marry me. Like, why not trust that? You know? Mm-hmm. I definitely that's a lot. agree. And that's what yeah. I'm here to tell. If you unintentionally become a side piece, because see, dudes lie, chicks lie. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. unfortunately, to the fellows that are listening, it's just more of you guys who have been exposed. Because, uh-huh. like I told, you know, a few of my friends, it takes a lot for a woman to share herself with someone who, you know, if she's married or in a relationship, an exclusive relationship, and if she feels uh-huh. like she's lacking that much in her relationship that she has to step out. That's why a lot of men are unforgiving because they know, oh, that dude uh-huh. got her heart. Yeah. Because we're just yeah. built differently. That's mm-hmm. why I don't believe that women are a hundred percent okay with being side joints because we're just okay. built differently. We just yeah, are. I can. It's like you can tell yourself anything. You can convince yourself that this is where you need to be, but deep down, you know, you know that what you want. She is crying in the car. Okay, she yeah. is hurt. <laughs> <laughs> She's hurt. Exactly. I don't care what exactly. sis says, sis. Yes. Your heart All is them, coming you do in out sex, of your chest. You cry. Right yes. You're crying. And then you're wiping your tears to act like it never happened. That's what I believe. I don't feel like shit. They're out there just doing it, but they're trying to fill a void. Because they yeah. have to deal with themselves later on. Exactly. Dudes are just exactly. different. Yeah. Dudes can just go have sex haphazardly. And really come mm-hmm. and tell you, like, yeah, you know, I messed up, but it didn't mean nothing. It really mm-hmm. mean that it didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But then and I've had men try it. to tell me, I've had men tell me that they know women 
back and just do it and just be fine. But I'm like, yo, you feel like you know women, but me being a woman, I know how our emotions get tangled up and stuff. Not saying that you can't date around and have sex and that's fine, but some, I know people that cheat multiple, like, multiple times with the same, the, the side janks. You cheat multiple times with the same person over and over again. That person is doing something to lure you to them, and you think that they don't care. They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, no, that's not what's happening. Evidently, there was some kind of attraction there that led y'all to even engage in this relationship. So you don't think that they want to be where your wife or your girlfriend is? Like, that's a fantasy it is. And they feel like they can change you with that as long as you're giving them the attention that they feel like they need. I definitely agree. It makes me think about, what was the movie Taraji P. Henson was in? Um... The Tyler Perry joint. Yeah, well, I just I just saw that. I forgot. Uh, I just saw it. It came on a few weeks ago or a month ago. Yeah, but I know. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But she had the remember she the, she was sleeping with old boy uh-huh. who had a wife and several kids. Uh-huh. But something traumatic happened to her when her grandmother passed away, uh-huh. and she went and expected to be consoled. Uh-huh. And he like, what you doing? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And she felt like absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And even though that was a movie, it's like while we're in the moment, it's cool. But because we do spend time, we are in the moment, Mm -hmm. we have some level of relationship Mm -hmm. going on, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. If something happens and I'm in your presence, I ex- I would expect for you to have some capacity, some compassion, and they don't. And not even in your presence. If I'm used to being your go-to or I'm used to you being my go-to for other things, like, my natural reaction is going to be like, let me call second touch because they always make me feel better. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not, right. that ain't your place. Like, you're not, you're not that person. They're not supposed to be a person like that. That's not that's not what happens. You have to find your own situation. So Exactly. And people need to listen, it may sound cliche, but when they show you who they yeah, are please believe them. 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 Yeah. I mean, even off of my personal experience, it's like I had a situation where not that I went in thinking that I could change his mind. Mm-hmm. But even having the underlying hope yeah. that he would change his mind being there. Yeah. And it's like, you're shown so many different signs that it's like, girl, get off. Get mm-hmm. off the exit right here. Mm-hmm. And you keep wanting to take that detour. And the issues or the bad situations that you run into it's like the heat gets turned up. Yeah. And in my case, you know, here we are. You got a baby. You're pregnant. Exactly. And so you really are seeing who this person is for who they truly are, mm-hmm. even though there were signs before mm-hmm. that you should have exit stage left. Yeah. I think I feel like everybody's been through something like that. You have to have. Like, everybody's been through a certain word just been naive like again you just want to believe that this is going to be like you're comfortable with this person this is what you feel like it's supposed to happen i was in a relationship for seven years and it was with someone that was not my child's father and he would tell me i hope you're not like 
we're together, but like, don't look for another father for her. Like, she didn't look out looking for another father. And in my mind, the first person I dated after that, I was like, I wouldn't. No, I'm not looking for it. Like, why would I do that? Like, this is my child. I can't get the child. Like, I'm taking care of the child. It's my responsibility. But then at the end of the day, it's like, if you're going to take me and form a family, we're a package deal. Like, you're going to accept my child as part of the family. And that's one thing that I love about my husband is he immediately did that. Like, even before I even knew if I liked him for real, I felt like he brought himself into that situation completely open-minded. I mean, he also had a, had a kid, but it was still like, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to address her, I'm going to treat her like a person, not like she's just something that came away. And that's something I appreciated so much. So I felt like being in that relationship as long as it was, eventually he he gets to a place where he would be like, you know what, this is this is this is my daughter. Like I'm comfortable here. But it never happened. And I didn't recognize it until somebody else put it out to me that that's not how that's supposed to go. So Yeah, that and for me that's not an option. Mm-hmm. When I finally got out of the relationship that I was in, mm-hmm. Brandon was my first relationship after that. Yeah. I haven't dated anybody since then. Mm-hmm. Just him. Mm-hmm. And so and he didn't have any kids. So when he wanted to date me, like, yeah, I knew him. We went to school together. But I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Because I wasn't trying to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was still carrying some things. And I just wasn't willing to go there. But when he kept pursuing me, it's like, yo, okay, what are your intentions? Are you looking for a relationship? And, I mean, he told me I'm not looking for one, but I'm not opposed to one. Yeah. That's an acceptable answer. Yeah. And so we sat down and we made an agreement of what we were going to do to move forward. We set standards that we were going to exclusively date each other mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. Because people don't understand that there is a difference. Yeah. You can date and it can just be intimate sex. That's it. They can say, I'm dating you and other people. Or we are exclusively dating. Mm-hmm. And people are afraid to ask those questions. Yeah. Because they're afraid of the responses. Nine times out of ten, they already know the answer. But I think that if people went into relationships mm-hmm. like that, or interacted with people and were more genuine and more authentic, side chicks and side dudes, what do you call, what do you call side dudes? Yeah. <laughs> what do you call the side piece that's a dude? <laughs> side dude. <laughs> those foundations 
And so it's just like, oh, well, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And nobody really deals with themselves. I think so. That, that's why I feel like they exist. Yeah, I just think, I think that self-care is way more important than what people make it out to be. Like, people talk about it all the time, but at the end of the day, you have to be a complete person in order for you to go into anything with anybody else. And a lot of people make that mistake, and I know I've made that mistake myself because I just felt like, I felt like I was together. But you have to make sure that you know what you're worth. You're you're mentally prepared to join into somebody else's life and make that one because you got to take on all their burdens too, as well as your own. So you just have to go into it just being, just making sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into. And I think that would just eliminate so much of that because if you know that you are all together and you're a complete person and you are just the person that you need to be, like, you realize that you can't be second to anybody. Like, you should be enough. Like, once you understand that you're enough, then you can't you can't even hold the position as being a side thing because you know that right. that ain't where you're supposed to be. Like, that's not even a part of you because you know you can bring so much more than that to be somebody's choice. So I just feel like if you, if you understand yourself so much more, like, you cut down on all this mess. Like, I don't know. And that's where it is, just a lack of confidence. Yeah. Because how can you go into a relationship and expect for someone to give you something when you don't even know what you want or what you need? Yeah, exactly. 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 Like, really, because that's how our relationship works. Exactly. I'm going to say, he going to say, well, what do you want from me? Like, Brandon wrote a song, like, show me how to love you. Mm-hmm. He wrote a song. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he used to do back in the day. I told him what he used to be on his R&B. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He used to be a lot more creative with the love. Okay. But, I mean, and you have those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Little R&B sub jank. <laughs> that's what I call him. Creative with the love. That's a little. I was like, you don't need to write me songs no more. <laughs> but that's the thing. In a relationship, and you're... Shoot, when you get married, that relationship go from two to three to nine years. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to fight to preserve the relationship. Now, nine years, this is just my personal opinion. I'm not going to be dating you. Yeah. I believe that it don't take a man nine years oh. to know whether or not you're the one. Oh, they know. Like, oh, they know. Shorty's out here really playing it. Yeah. I'm talking. I can't. I- my friend at work said her grown grown friend because see we are in our 30s so we're grown yeah yeah we're kind of well actually i was told that we're grown grown because we're married with kids oh of course so let me correct that somebody said we're grown grown (laughs) right so we're really like 53 (laughs) we're 53 years but she's in her 40s close to 50 and has a friend who's been date has a boyfriend for 25 years. I, yo, my aunt was like that. My aunt, it was 30 something years actually. And um, I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. But they, I mean, they eventually got married, but it was, it was 30 something years. 30 dogs. Like, what are you trying to figure out in 30 years? Oh, I, I just, I can't. 
I don't know. It's like, kind of like, yo, I've been with you. It's like you at that point don't have a choice, though. Yeah. Because it's like, yo, I already invested like 30 years, so if he asked, I need you to just be like, yeah. Because I think at like seven, you're like, I forgot. You I was. Like, yeah, so I mean, what? <laughs> it's the government telling you, sir. Like, what else do you have to think about? <laughs> it's literally a law. Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just don't. I don't. It's just for legal aspects, meaning that you have the right to all he owns. That's all that is saying. Yeah. He don't love you no more, no less, because he. How would you say that? The, the Commonwealth marriage, like essentially, uh, he's commonly <laughs> just don't have. Don't have the same. I don't. I don't understand. Like especially if you live with somebody long, and you just. I don't, I don't get it. I'm just like, okay, all right. Well, if we haven't discussed it at all, like, it's kind of like, all right, like, do we know what we're doing? Or are we just kind of, we chilling? Like, what are we doing? And, and I was in a situation where we hadn't discussed it for seven years, had not discussed it. That's how, that's why I was like, I never pictured my wedding because I didn't think about it. And, right. and I didn't realize it until I was out. That I, I, it should have not gotten to that point. There are so many other things I should have wanted for myself that I was so content with having. Because I was also insecure about being single and having a kid, so it's just a lot that goes into that. But it's still like, at some point, you gotta be like, yo, something ain't happening. Something ain't clicking. Just gotta go. And that's what that's what happened with me. Like, yo, this is not how it's supposed to go. Everybody else, like, they're having a better life than me. What are they doing? Point blank period. Yeah. No for me, dog. Yeah. No. I tell Brandon all the time, he would cut me real close at that five. Real close. We was about to have to restructure our situation. Because I'm like, listen, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I don't, I don't know. I, know. I don't know if we're going to break up, but. We can't be living together anymore. Exactly. Like, I mean, at that point, it's like, I know you love me, I love you, but it's like... How much do you love me? Some, in -ho some in-house booze. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we roommates. Like, for benefit. Yeah. Right. So, nah, I'm just going to remove myself. So, yeah, he cut it very close. He knows this, so when he helps me edit this, it's not going to be a surprise. <laughs> He knows he was cutting it very. He was walking on a fine. Yeah, line yeah. Of having that, can we need to talk? Exactly, and and the fact that you knew enough about yourself to be like, yo, this is not what I want. This is not what's gonna happen. Like something gotta happen soon, or I'm leaving. Like some people just don't feel like that. They're just like they're comfortable. They're comfortable where they are, and you gotta understand that. That goes back to self care. Just to say you have somebody, uh -huh. that's not enough. Yeah, it ain't at all. It ain't at all. At all. Yeah. At all. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> I am so glad that we finally were able to actually have this conversation <laughs> because you got a lot going on, sis. We got to do, do it again. We got to do it again when we both don't have a lot going on. We got whole babies out here. Yes. So when is that gonna happen? <laughs> That's gonna happen too. <laughs> when are we never gonna have Once a lot they graduate, going on? Like, I'm just trying to. Once they graduate, we'll have graduate. a graduation party and record again. Now. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that is so unrealistic. Right now. Are we talking?
talking high school graduation or college? No, I'm thinking maybe college. <laughs> college feels like a safer. Undergrad yeah. or master's? Um, I'm leaning right towards master's, but maybe after. Like, right after. Like, the week after graduation, I think would be suitable. Listen. Oh, yeah. I need my keto cookies for y'all that are listening. Oh, yeah. She makes cookies. She's making cookies. I need my peanut butter keto cookies. So, All y'all right. can cash up her. Yeah. Give them your information. Before we go, we're going to wrap it up, but I want them to be able to find you. Uh, she is a comedian. She is making cookies. Yeah. Be the plug. Tell them where they can follow you. I'm so weak that that's a credit. She's making cookies as well. Oh. <laughs> my, uh, Yo, my, you never know. Oh, Who Instagram wants and Twitter is the same. I'm on Instagram way more than Twitter, though. It's Kristen Seville, K R I S T E N Seville, S I V I L L S. Um, I'm on Facebook too, but mostly Instagram. So I guess follow me there. I post those and all that stuff. Um, and I'll be in North Carolina, South Carolina, the end of this month. So that's pretty much what's going on right now. Well, you already know. Oh, in the podcast. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Podcast. I just want to let you guys know, as you see, my podcast is a little clean. Er. (laughs) You see, I look, I pull back so much. (laughs) I know, because I know you wanted to go in, but I commend you for just, I mean, but she's not putting on the front because I want people to know that you are able to have a regular conversation. Exactly. Without the profanity. Exactly. I do it all the time, but. (laughs) But yes, her and her husband, they do have their own podcast. Give them the information. Let them know. It's, It's called And Then We Had Sex. It's not all crazy. It's mostly because our situation got so crazy. And then we had sex. Then all of a sudden we were married. Like a year later. It's a lot. But yeah, so that's 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 that. That's pretty much it. Y'all make sure y'all follow my girl. Y'all tune in. Yeah. We're gonna air this out. We having a conversation. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming, Kristen. I can't yeah. wait to air it out, get some food back some feedback. <laughs> Don't be lying. Go get your babies in the bed. Oh, I will. I will. You too. You too. Listen, I think they're asleep, so hopefully I can just get in the bed. Oh, you bragging? Okay. Thank you for having me, though. It was fun. Thank you, girl. Thank you so much. All right. As always, it is my heart that week after week, this will become a safe place where we can share our wounds, our experiences, and our lessons. Before I close, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, like, comment, and share. Thank you for joining me for another phase at the Complex. You can now listen to the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. You can gain access to all reference platforms by going to my Linktree website, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash under construction that's under construction with a one instead of an i after the t if you have not already the gram at under underscore construction underscore podcast for updates the next phase and daily encouragement posts until next time you be blessed